The We Are Dog Nation podcast, reports, thoughts, and opinions are not those of UGA. This is the We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Dog Nation, and our dogs take the field on a, on a cold Saturday night in Athens, Georgia, in the classic city, and take out the Arvin Kitty Cats and curb stomp them 27 to 10 on a beautiful night in Athens, Georgia. And Georgia extends the overall series lead between us and Auburn. Georgia 59 wins, Auburn 56 wins, and eight ties. It was a huge, and I'm when I say huge, a really huge big weekend Saturday night in Athens, Georgia. Not because we're playing Auburn, but there were over 100 recruits from across the country there in person to see that game. And 15 of those were five-star recruits from the class of 2019 and the class of 2020. And, a lot of, and some of those five-stars already committed and a lot of four-stars of the top players in the country there to see Georgia play on, for, on Saturday night. One five-star in particular I want to bring up, Owen Papo. He's out number one, he's a, he's a five-star recruit for his class of 2019. He's the number one outside linebacker in the country out of Grayson High School. And he had he committed back to Auburn, you know, back in the spring. And he seemed pretty solid. But last but well, last Saturday night, this past Saturday night, he was in he was in Athens, Georgia, in Georgia gear, and seeing his future team get manhandled. Now, there are some rumors and some might have already seen where uh, Gus Malzahn was saying, I'm probably going to get fired. There are rumors right now him on the hot seat. I haven't heard a thing officially, but I can only imagine how that might be playing on the mindset on Papo. I haven't heard a thing officially, but I just kind of wonder. Matter of fact, I'm going I'm I'm to do it. I'm going to put on Papo on flip watch. He might be flipping to the dogs. I'm just going to put it out there. Who knows? I'll take all the five stars we can get. And right now, we're currently ranked number three in the country with Clunder Recruiting. Uh, I do believe we will, we will finish strong. Kirby is just that guy, wonderful, wonderful staff. And I believe we will finish number one in the country yet again. All right. So, again, what a wonderful night last night. I had no worries watching that game. Um, they were very well, the, the team was very well aware. Matter of fact, uh, the left tackle, uh, Andrew Thomas, spoke on how they know they was com- that Auburn was coming to try to destroy our hopes and dreams of getting back to SEC Championship and get back to the playoffs. The team was very well aware of what happened last year uh, against Auburn in Auburn, how we lost that game very badly. And so they came out very, very prepared, very well aware, and it was all, it was all business. And watching that game, even when we got down 10-6, to 6, which that touchdown was actually a, a fluke touchdown, but whatever. Uh, I still wasn't worried. I, I saw how he was moving the ball. Um, saw things was going, how the defense was stopping Auburn's offense, how the running game was non-existent. And I said, you know what? Eventually, we're going to pull away, and we sure did. You know, got the got the touchdown to Tyler Simmons. Or I, I like to call him Tyler. I was on side Simmons and got a touchdown for Terry Goblin right before the half on their fourth and three, which was a, it's a great play call. And Terry took it to the house. So I'm never worried about the, uh, us losing that game, but I was kind of worried about um, the 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 five yard line and and below 
the goal line offense. I'm like, come on, what's going on? We still ain't pushing the ball in. We got we got to think of something because this is a struggle. We cannot keep continue to struggle with this. And so I got a theory. Um, last year, Kirby Smart said this would be the last year we use a fullback. Um, I would not be surprised, and really I'm kind of expecting, we'll see. I would not be surprised if Kirby decides to bring in a fullback for the goal line situation because that way you can you can use a fullback in multiple ways. Of course, the block, but also to throw off the offense by giving the ball to the fullback. He, he can use one of those tight ends, maybe somebody, somebody like Luke Ford or somebody. But I do really fully expect, and I really hope, actually, that we start using fullbacks again. Uh, I thought the defense did very well um, addressing the, the struggles of the run game. I uh, know Auburn will have a very powerful run game, but still, you go out and you shut down whoever who's in front of you. And they only allowed 102 yards rushing on a day. And 36 of the yards came from uh, Jared Stedham uh, scrambling around. And so they really did a great job shutting down the running backs with 70 yards rushing on last night. You know, they were challenged by that, and they were working on that in practice and getting better and better. Like, like, like Herbie said, we're working progress, got a long way to go. But we sort of put things together. I thought put things together. Uh, Tyson Campbell struggling. You know, he's gonna be very. He's very talented. He's number two cornerback in the country. Coming to high school last year, very talented, but he's still struggling. Uh, Eric Stokes came in, replaced him, did a, did a wonderful job uh, stepping up. Adam Anderson, true freshman, number outside linebacker in the country, out of Rome High School, getting the pressure on Jared Stidham. Making some good plays, he continues to get better. And he, again, another true freshman. He's kind of light right now. Need to add some weight, but he's gonna be a monster in years to come. Um, one thing that does have me really excited, as I'm looking at things and seeing things coming together. For those of you who have watched Georgia football for a very long time, you're very familiar with the 2000 with the 2007 season. For those who may not, kind of give you a little brief history. 2007. We start off facing Oklahoma State that, that year. That's the year we had uh, Matthew Stafford was a sophomore and Sean Marino was a redshirt freshman. Uh, took out Oklahoma State in the very next game. We lost a uh, heartbreaker to South Carolina at home. I think it was 16-13. to 13. Um, That game really hurt us. Then we also went on to face Tennessee that, that, that year. In Tennessee, we lost that game. But after that Tennessee game, we really got our stuff together. Really started playing really well, playing on a higher level, and at that time, arguably, we were playing like the best team in the country. I mean, we we stopped a good Auburn team, like forty-five to like seventeen, something like that. It was. We took them out to carry them. That's when the, that's the very first time we wore black jerseys, and we were just very dominant. And we was hoping that um, Tennessee lost to Kentucky, but they ended up winning that year. And Tennessee went on to face LSU in the SEC championship game. I just believe that had things worked out, had we had took care of business early on against South Carolina that year, we would have faced LSU in the SEC championship game, and we would have went on to, to play for the national championship against Ohio State that year. But the difference is with this year in 2007 uh, is that we only lost one game, and we already going, we already going to allow them to face Alabama. And so we're getting better at the right time. We're starting to peak at the right time. The defense is getting better at the right time. And then coming up, we got UMass and Georgia Tech. So those 
guys who are injured, who we can save and kind of spare. We don't really need them that much, especially against UMass. And Georgia Tech, we will have them. So, these next couple of weeks can be used for some of those key starters to really get healthy and really get the par. Because on December 1st, it's going to be a battle. Don't get me wrong, but I just believe in my heart that um, it's going to be a battle that we're going to win. I don't know why I feel that way. I'm not trying to be biased, but I just I don't I just I just don't see us losing for some reason. So uh, I'll get to that later on as as time for Bama and Georgia get closer to play each other. All right, so coming up next, I'm going to talk about a little Justin Fields, um, kind of dumb, couple of dumb players I saw. Now I definitely want to get on the uh, DeAndre Swift and and Holyfield. Man, these guys are tearing it up and they're tearing it up and getting better at the right time. That's going to help us a great deal uh, down this last stretch of the season. So, don't go anywhere. Be right back. And we are back. It was so good to see Justin Fields throw his first pass in three games. I'm like, come on, what are you doing? I was so funny because the crowd you started cheering like, yes, you let him throw the ball. We want to see Justin throw the ball. This is a young man who won a passing competition. A passing competition. He beat Trevor Lawrence to take over the number one spot in the country for the best quarterback in the country and also the best player in the country. The young man can throw. The commentators talk about how good he was in practice and how well he could throw the ball, how they saw him do what he do. Let this young man throw. So it was very good to see him finally throw the ball. Uh, I thought it was very good to curve him get in the game. Get some good experience. I mean, he had a couple uh, things that went, went, went wrong, a couple things that went good, but he got some good game experience. And so Justin Fields, one of the high IQ guys where when he sees it and again, something messes up, he's going to correct things. So you got to give him repetition. So I'm very proud that Kirby is now them getting more playing time. Matter of fact, Justin Fields got in on 20% of the snaps this past game. That's pretty doggone good. So hopefully versus UMass uh, next week, who's a nobody. Hopefully, I mean, maybe he'll let Justin, maybe he'll let he'll let Jake do one, maybe two series and sit him down because well, we won't need Jake next week. You know, it's UMass. I mean, come on. So it's not basketball. This is football. And so hopefully we'll Justin Fields will get a good two and a half to three quarters worth of work next week, throwing the ball, running the ball, reading stuff, and just really let them shine. I hope so because, hey, next week, that Saturday will be a nice little treat. It will be a treat anybody to see my Georgia Bulldogs play, but next Saturday is my birthday. So, you know, if you're on Twitter, you follow me on Twitter, you want to shout my little birthday shout-out, that's cool with that on my Instagram, all that good stuff. Anyway, side note. Uh, for the 17 coming up, but but uh, but yeah, it was good to see Justin, Justin Fields out there doing some great things, man. Uh, getting some good some good playing time, getting some experience because he needs that. He needs some mistakes. He needs to know he can't hold onto the ball. He needs to know when to throw it away. You gotta give him that experience because God forbid if Jake Fromm goes down for twisted ankle or poor hamstring, I don't wish that. I want a young man to stay very healthy because I think he's very brilliant. Uh, a very brilliant, brilliant quarterback. But it's, God forbid, if something was to happen, you need him prepared to get those snaps in there. And the more snaps you give him, I mean, the better he's going to get. 
I mean, this is he's very bright. 29 on his AC, he had a 29 on his ACT. He had a 3.9 GPA, except in the Harvard, all the type of stuff. Him and Jake are a lot alike, a lot alike. They're very high intelligent, high character guys, and it's just, it's just it's just really good to hear how Justin Fields is buying into the system. So very very excited about that. One thing I'm not excited about though. Like Kirby, what are you doing? You know I love you dearly. I love you dearly, Kirby. You're like you're you're my brother from another mother. But look at dude, that <laughs> field goal thing with uh, Rodrigo, where he throws the ball, we up by 17. Man, take those three points. What are you doing? The play call was brilliant. Like I like do that play call against Alabama in the SEC championship game, going for a field goal and throw them all. Get the advantage and throw that touchdown. That's great. You don't show that type of hand that early. I get it. I, I mean, I guess you're trying to rub it in and or whatever. You know, just you know, hey, we're gonna beat you like like you beat us last year. I got that. If that was your mentality, or whatever. But come on, you're showing stuff way too early. I'm like, that was just a really. What was that moment on that on that field goal pass? But. Even if, you, even if you did score the touchdown, still, why would you do it now? We, we were no jeopardy, no jeopardy of losing that game. So, I kind of wish you would have saved it. But anyway, speaking of, you know, big plays and saving stuff, it, it seems like the running backs are now saving their best for the last stretch. I did not know. I mean, I, I, I kind of knew DeAndre Swift was hurt and those some growing injury uh, issues. But I did not know he had two surgeries on that. And he's been kind of running through it and playing through it. But now he's starting to heal up. And I heard last week he's like 80% healed. I'm like, oh, my God, you're 80% healed. What are you going to look like and run like when you're 100%? Like, he's getting better at the right time. Holyfield's doing a wonderful job, looking very strong. Matter of fact, Holyfield... Reminds me, some of you may agree with this, may not agree with this, but he kind of reminds me of a Marshawn Lynch. Where, and I look at when I look at um, DeAndre Swift, he kind of reminds me of a mixture of Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. DeAndre uh, Swift is very strong, like Chubb. Chubb is both of the guys are strong, but Chubb was like really strong. And matter of fact, DeAndre Swift was squatting 500 as a freshman last year, so God knows what he, he's doing now. And if you haven't seen his dad, you know, this Google DeAndre Swift dad, his dad is, you know, got arms out this world. So the genetics and the strength runs deep in his family. But anyway, those guys on fire. Uh, DeAndre Swift, as we all know, if you don't know, he has 17 carries for 186 yards, 43 yards receiving, 229 all-purpose yards. This is a young man who was the... Number one, all, number one all-purpose back come out of high school uh, in 2017. That's number seven, DeAndre Swift. You got number 13, Holyfield. Um, DeAndre's, I mean, excuse me, uh, Vanna Holyfield's son, who is had 15 carry for 93 yards. And matter of fact, Holyfield is 233 yards away from having 1,000 yards. And DeAndre Swift is 192 yards away from having 1,000 yards. So very, it's very, very possible, I fully expect, that for the second in a row, for two different running backs, another set of running backs, different, of course, from Nick and, uh, Nick and Sony, back-to-back season with two 1,000-yard rushes. We are truly, 
running back university. We will always have great backs. If nothing else, so just just very excited about those guys and what's going to what they what they're doing here down the last stretch of the season, how it's going to help us and benefit us, and get us to the playoff run. And you just never know. Once you get to the playoffs, you never know what can happen. So, hoping that this time be different. But we got to get past Bama December first, which I truly believe in my heart. For some reason, I just believe we're going to beat them. I'm not trying to be biased, but I, I just don't see us losing for some reason. I think we'll get up for that game. But like I said, as the time gets a little closer, I do a little more Alabama and Georgia. Well, excuse me, Georgia-Alabama talk. But DeAndre Swift joins company with another running back in UGA history. He is the second running back in UGA history to have two games or more where he has ran for 75 yards on a single play. More than once in one season. Who's Now, let's see. Who would you guess would be the other running back that ran for more than a 75-yard run on one single play in one season? Let me get a few seconds here to figure this out. Do, 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 do. If you say Herschel Walker, you are the winner. I'm <laughs> just, just teasing, but no seriously, Herschel Walker. He joins Herschel Walker as the only player to rush for more than 75, have more than one, have more than one 75 yard run in a season. So that's really awesome company. And I forgot last week to give up my game ball. And my game ball last week was going to go towards DeAndre Swift. And guess what? For the second week in a row. The We Are Dog Nation game ball goes to none other, none other to the Andre Swift. This young man's on fire. Uh, Saquon Barkley said of DeAndre Swift, he watched him in high school up in, up in Pennsylvania, and he said this kid will be a top ten draft pick. Watch and start off low, no hernia, no groin injuries and and whatever, but he's getting healed up, and I can see it. I can only imagine how how what type of stats he would have if he was healthy the whole entire year. So I'm, I'm just excited about his future here at Georgia. I fully expect him to be in the Heisman talk next year, uh, especially if he's healthy. So that's it for today. Uh, as always, I appreciate you guys coming back and listening. If this is your very first time, I appreciate you. Please come back again and listen. Check out, check out some other podcasts. I love talking about Georgia football. If you are a returning visitor, hey, I'm sorry, returning listener, thank you very much. I appreciate y'all. Uh, I'm hitting right about 50 listeners a week right now. I want to continue to grow that thing and push that thing. And so if you know somebody who likes Georgia football, like podcasts, hey, you think I'm doing a pretty good job here? Turn them on to me and have them listen and tune in. Uh, this, this My passion for Georgia runs deep, you can't, if you can't tell by now, but... I really, really appreciate all you all listening on a weekly basis. I do not take it lightly that you come back and listen and subscribe and and give feedback. I really, 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 really appreciate it. You just don't know how much it has blessed me. So, uh, far as the Minutemen facing coming up this week, uh, my score prediction, I don't know, 74 to 0, Georgia. <laughs> That's right. I said 74. <laughs> so, um, as always, have a wonderful and great Bulldog week. God bless you. God bless you and your family. And 
I will talk to you guys or do another podcast here next Sunday night as we stomp out the Minute Men and probably do a little more Alabama talk coming up and how I see us beating them. So have a great ball all week. Talk to you guys soon.